It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest Marisa Berenson. This is our first appearance, Meg. First appearance. Hi, Megan. Hi, Doug. Uh, it's time to watch The Muppets. Oh, yeah. And we watched. We watched the Marissa Berenson episode. Am I saying her name correctly? I feel like Kermit said it interestingly like that. It's not Marissa. It's Marissa. Oh, yeah. Marissa. Right? Of Marissa. Like, because it's one R. That's not. I've known Marissa's with one R. Really? Yeah. Marissa. Marissa Benson. Berenson. Episode Berens <laughs> Marissa Berenson. You said Marissa Benson. No. Marissa Berenson. Episode three ten airing in the U.S. On say December that ten 20- times in a row. Marissa Berenson. I would like to say it once. Megan. <laughs> airing on December twenty first, nineteen seventy eight, in the U.S. and December fifteenth, nineteen seventy eight, in the U.K. Megan, this episode was. I thought you were about to say, this is Jeopardy. Oh, my God. You sounded like that. The other day? Yeah? I was watching, I don't even remember the show, but you know how, like, people will be like, I'll take nerdy thoughts for a hundred, Alex. Yeah. People will say shit like that. Yeah. Someone literally was like, I'll take blah, blah, blah for 800, Ken. No! Reference point will always be Alex Trebek. What are you doing? Alex Trebek. What a weird thing. You know what I'm talking about. Like, people will be like, it's like a snarky, it's very 90s. I know to be exactly like, what you're saying. I'll take things that make me puke for 300, Alex. You know, like shit like that. But I could not believe that someone replaced Alex with Ken. What is Nebuchadnezzar? Sorry. <laughs> I, I should make that a drop button. <laughs> Anytime that Megan wants to reference Alex Trebek or Jeopardy, what I is watch Jeopardy every single day of my entire childhood life. Yeah, growing me too. Up. When I was a kid, my I feel like we've talked about this in real life. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but every day during Jeopardy, my dad would call my grandfather during Final Jeopardy, <laughs> or my grandfather would call my dad. Either way, if the phone was ringing at like you know seven twenty-five, yep, you knew say, it was that seven. one of them was going to shout the answer. That they think at the other. Yep, I love it. Kind of a race. I love it. And that, like, that's just one of those like really sweet things that you can think about now. You know, like how like when you're a kid, you're just like, oh my god, yeah, great, this game show, whatever. You know, but like it's such a cool, yeah, like thought to have. I was always about both of them amazed by my dad and his knowledge of like every single Jeopardy. Yeah, and you'd be like, like, what is my parent a genius? Yeah. Like you're the smartest person I know. Yeah. You know every Jeopardy answer, like literally everyone. And Even the obscure ones. And it's like United States geography yeah. is the category. And you're just like, how do you do it? And they're like Montana. Yeah, I know. Uh, Megan. Dugly. Do you want to get it started? I called you Dugly. Dugly. <laughs> you want to get it started? <laughs> Why don't we get it Cold open. Scooter leaves some living alligator luggage for Marissa. I kind of love this. This is a rerun from last week, basically, yeah. right? Like, instead of a piano coming to life, it's uh, alligator skin luggage. Yeah, but it's got got the crocodile boots. 
Wait, no, I got the crocodile. Wait, what is it? The boots with the fur. It's it's been a while since two thousand and five. It's um apple autumn jeans. Oh yeah, with the fur. Isn't Boot it? with the fur. Oh wait, there's a different song about the crocodile. About crocodile. Um, boots? I think it's like about a crocodile interior of a car, maybe, or crocodile shoes. Interior of a car. Oh my god, how much alligator crocodile do you have to skin for that? Interior Horrible. crocodile alligator. You know that one. I think that's interior. Pro- yes, that's a TikTok thing TikTok, from like yeah. last two years ago, maybe. Yeah. Right. Interior. No. Yeah. Two years ago. Oh my god. Isn't it weird that two years ago something seems like another I drive dimension? a something movie theater? Yeah. Right. All right. I'll add that noise here. <laughs> Leave a space. That noise will go here. Interior crocodile alligator. I drive a Chevrolet movie theater. Okay, so the Muppet Show theme, Gonzo blows his trumpet, but Kermit cuts in with his own trumpet, blowing Gonzo out in the out of the O. Well, this now they're besties. Rerun, right? Yeah, they are. But now it makes more sense because they had that train experience together. They bonded together, on the train so they're, tracks. Like, really good friends now. Actually, Gonzo and Kermit are like great friends. They play poker. I have recently gotten both of them in Lego form. Oh, I love it. They now live on the street with everybody else. So what Gonzo came with Camilla. What Gonzo did Kermit with, come with? Kermit came with a banjo and a little rainbow. All right. That's cute. Making both of them very easy to find. Like I felt oh, the yeah, bag felt and I was like, oh, that's Camilla. I'm like, yes, I'm here for Gonzo and Camilla. And then uh, Kermit, I felt that banjo in that bag and I was uh. like, that's a banjo. Ain't no way. <laughs> and now they both live on the street. Oh, God. Sesame Street. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's getting a little fucking full there, though. Well, It'd be Kermit, really nice if they had their own theater. Kermit actually, like, visited Sesame Street quite a few times. Oh, yeah. So. He definitely... Kermit has, like, a guest house. And right? honestly, like... He I, has an apartment that he verbos out when he's not there, <laughs> for sure. I love that you said verbo. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they should have done a... Cro- like, where the Muppets go to Sesame Street. They didn't do that, did they? I don't know. Like, if Bewitched and I Dream of Jeannie can go to the Flintstones, why? I watched uh, Sesame Street a while ago. Did I talk to you about this? That R2-D2 and C-3PO went to. They crash-landed on Sesame Street. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't like... Okay, so... But no. Frank... Was Frank still a part of the Ses? Was he doing Grover? This was from 70-whatever. Oh, so he was still Grover. This was like... A big deal at the time. You could tell, you know, like, but I don't think Grover was in it. I can't think of where Grover was in the episode. I remember Bert and Ernie and Big Bird, Big Bird discovered them. What's that I hear? What's that? Something's up there in the sky. What's that? Look at that. It's getting closer. It's getting lower and lower to the ground. What, what's going on? Why, why it looks like something flying and it's going to land right here in our neighborhood. This is strange. It landed right over there in the backyard. Oh, look what got out. I don't believe this. Hey, everybody. Big well, he's Bird so tall, them. he can see everything. That's what it was, actually. I think he saw over a fence yeah. at the two of them coming. And he was like, there's a gold robot coming, guys. And they're <laughs> like, Big Bird, shut up. You don't know anything. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> who? That was a great Big Bird impression. <laughs> I actually love that. Oh my God, did I tell you? I tried, not tried, I started watching um, the Carol Spinney documentary. It's on Peacock. I had to go back to it. I forgot all about that until just now that we're talking about. There's a Carol Spinney doc? Yes, the Carol Spinney doc is on Peacock. I will send you the like uh, title and everything so you can find it. Okay, so 
Our opening number. For the opening number, some Russian pigs perform Red Pigs Dance. Fucking awesome. This is wonderful. And a very cool use of, like, special effects, you want to say. Like, they had, like, a screen, obviously, behind them Please projecting the rain the and everything. It was very this. cool. This whole thing was awesome. It was fucking terrific. Yeah. It was fucking great. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved Continuing it. Continuing this, it. like, awesome run of, like, the pigs, the are pigs great. doing something kooky. The pigs are great. It, it, it was terrific. It's also just weird to call them the pigs. I wish they had, like, a name of their troop. You know, like... Mm-hmm. But they are the pigs. I know, but it's just the pigs. Like, come on. They were great. Okay, so Kermit is approached by Lou Zealand, who has a boomerang fish act, and he wants to showcase it. Miss Piggy. Weird that his name is Lou Zealand. Lou Zealand. L E W Zealand. Miss Piggy shows gratitude towards Kermit for letting her be in charge of the closing sketch, which she has named the wedding. So I love that this is our first appearance of New Zealand. Ooh, boy. If you like that act, you're going to love mine. Uh, who are you? New Zealand and his boomerang fish act. Woo. New Zealand and his boomerang fish act? Oh, yeah. Hey, it's razzle-dazzle. New Zealand is like a kooky-looking motherfucker. He's... He's almost like a clown in style. He has a big ball nose and he has like the collar like a clown and everything. He's played by um, Jerry Nelson originally here. He was designed by Dave Goals. Um, he's just a delight. He I don't know. is terrific and I love his personality. It says here he's appeared in all the Muppet movies except for Kermit's Swamp Years. I remember. Wait, what are Kermit's Swamp? Kermit's Swamp Years is from like maybe the early aughts or the late nineties. It's about like it's supposed to be like his origin story kind of thing. I remember my little brother had it on DVD when he was a baby. Your brother was a baby in the early aughts. Not a baby, but like you know, he was when born was in ninety six. Brother- oh, okay. So yeah, like a little he was fucking a kid, little yeah. kid. Yeah. Toddled around, you know. We'll eventually watch Swamp Ears, don't worry. (laughs) I know, me too, dude. It's like, it really is killer. I took my scooter today. (laughs) Speaking of, you were talking to me about opening your motorcycle, right? And I'm like, same. Yeah. Yeah. My bike, my hog. I rode my scooter to our friend Kaylin's house to record my other podcast. Oh, that's awesome. You just rode your scooter all the way there? Yeah, dude. It was like nothing, too. Took me 13 minutes. Hell yeah! yeah. That's I, awesome. I was so excited to do it too. So I charged it last night, and I forgot that I charged it on the outlet that's on my light switch. Oh no! So you turned the light. So switch I only off. charged it fifty-one percent by the time I Fuck. went to get on it this morning. So you I charged it again it, at Kalen's. Yeah, I had to charge it in between. But I had my little, like I have my Starbucks like reusable, reusable cup yeah. in my cup holder, and when I crossed over the train tracks from Main Street onto Lower Main, it's like a slight incline train tracks, then slight decline. I rocked my world. I had to stop for a second to like <laughs> check my teeth that I, I like you know I like <laughs> chattered my teeth in my head. I almost spilled my coffee all over myself. Oh, no. I just was like, I had to stop, and I'm like, I'm 34. I have no business riding like an electric I think it's scooter awesome this that you far rode the electric like that. Scooter that far. I felt crazy, and I had all my back. I had my backpack full of podcast gear and everything. 
I like had to take a second to make sure that like that's kind of how I feel about I getting get back hurt. on the bike. Like I'm recharging my battery right now, and I'm just like, am I sure? I mean, I at least like... people respect you on a motorcycle a little bit more than the idiot on the scooter. <laughs> I'm like, I felt like I almost got hit by several cars. Oh really? And people... it's not that big of a distance either. But Madawan is like filled with hipsters nowadays, so uh, you'd think it'd be a little bit easier, but. On my way back, I went up Atlantic instead of Lower Main because, like, the train tracks are Probably lower. Probably smarter. I really, I was like, <laughs> like, when I went over it, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, everything could use a little tightening on the scooter right now anyway. And I feel like on myself, too. Oh, get that Allen key out. I definitely wore my helmet. So Good. Because I've fallen off of that and gotten pretty fucked up. So. Oh, my God. Doug, I'm glad you're okay. Thank you. I'm glad I'm okay, too. <laughs> so, Marissa dances to the Borislino theme with some feather boas. This was cute, too. This was cute. We've seen this in the past. This is a nice, slow start to this episode. It's a slow start. This cool special effects. Yeah. Like, from like they did in the uh, the background a of the of stage. A lot of that, like, black, yeah. the black screen kind of stuff yeah. where people are, you They know. were downstage. They, mm-hmm. you know, it was cool. These were neat. But nothing to write home about. No, no. But it is, I feel like it really is building. This episode is one of my new, I think, like. Oh, it's up there. You want to try the Muppet Show out? You haven't watched it in a long time? Watch this episode. This is a great gateway, you know? Yeah. So Lou explains his boomerang fish act to Kermit, who is still (laughs) not interested. Miss Piggy assures Kermit that it's just a sketch, not a real wedding. But unbeknownst to Kermit, she has hired a real minister. All of these little seeds of, like, her... Piggy finally figured it out. She cracked this shit. But Piggy was, like, really, like, into him. Yeah. Like, she crossed... I don't know what happened with Piggy, but she kind of just decided, no, Kerm, it's not just a crush anymore. Like, Kermit's, like, my my husband. Yes. He needs to be mine. I need to be his. They definitely slept together at some point. You can tell they slept together once. Yeah. She totally stayed over. Oh, yeah. And, like, I think he maybe was, like, getting ready to leave, and, like, she was still laying in his bed. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I have, like errands to run it's a show night my nephew robin to yeah like... robin definitely has a scout meeting yeah. or maybe okay so the, the show was last night right like it's like snl right yeah. so after the snl after they do the live show right they have those crazy parties kerman piggy got up to some shit they probably did some muppet cocaine i'm sure and then ended up <laughs> ended up sleeping together and now kermit He's back. It's Sunday morning. He yeah. has to He has to take Robin to a scout yeah, meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like back to real life. And you know what? They got to start planning next week's episode. Yeah. This is like. Let's go. Let's go. It's a fast-paced world, man. Oh, absolutely. And Piggy's just laying in that bed. Oh, yeah. With her and legs. Like, oh, come back to moi. <laughs> come back to moi. Kermi. <laughs> But something definitely happened between them because Piggy yeah. is like in love. Mm-hmm. She's got a fever. Mm-hmm. I want frog legs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of like other things Piggy would say, and all I can do is Kermit. Mwah. Kermit rocked her world, though. She he did. Do you think he did it intentionally? I think he really likes having somebody so into him. I think that turns him on. That definitely is part of it for him. It's yeah. more that he. Like, no one else is looking for him. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like... No like, one wow, else is looking so for him. Wow, she's so attracted to me. Like, how yeah. good does this feel? We've seen this motherfucker hit on Rita Moreno. Yeah. 
all uh, Candace Bergen, like trying to get all these other, mm-hmm. these, you know, big celebrities and everything. No one's interested. Mm-hmm. Piggy, talent, beauty, charisma. She's got it all. She's got it all. She's got, she's a fucking total package, oh, dude. Oh, yeah. She's TP. What are you doing? Yep. I don't know. Total package. You're just some skinny, stringy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, she's going to have to You're surrounded by talent, Kermit. Yeah. You don't really have much talent. You're a good showrunner. Yeah. But, I mean, you're a good showrunner now. Back, Piggy's been after you for a long time. Mm-hmm. Back when you were just some scrub. Well, apparently he's really good in bed, so. <laughs> That's what you heard? <laughs> I heard. All right. I heard it's those skinny guys you got to watch out for with the big. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> Louis Kazaga covers a wig race for Muppet Sports. This was stupid. Stupid, but I love it's it. It's a wig race. I love is that a, is it a derby? No, this is a derby. This yeah. is a wig. That was all just like It's so good though. This is another fun way for them to tell silly, stupid, bad mm-hmm. jokes mm-hmm. under a different framing device. I oh, really yeah. appreciated that. They're not just going to rely on at the dances. This type of or... humor felt very British to me. It felt like yeah, yeah. Down, especially like the Derby. Who's like knows that that's called a Derby hat and all this other shit? You know, British, like British folk. Yeah, this is very British. Do you know that the Union Jack is how the Union Jack is made? Like why the Union Jack is the Union no. Jack? It's a mix of all the flags that make up the United they make up the kingdom. kingdom. Yeah. That's so cool. Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah. Yeah. It's even wilder that, like, then it's used as part to make up a flag for Australia. You oh, know, yeah. like, that's weird, right? To think that it's an amalgam and then and there's New another Ze- flag. It was a New Zealand flag. Is like I think it's yeah, also uses similar, that. Yeah. But then again, I'm a known idiot, so it well, might not be the same. they use the, I mean, the United States, like, took that flag and, like, made their own flag with it, too. Yeah. I mean, not exactly, mm-hmm. but they like took the colors and they took the flags. Concept. Are, flags are kind of boring, right? Like they're all yeah. basically the same idea, lines and stars, right? Like you know what I mean? They represent so much to people. It, they do, and it, like even the American flag, when you break it down to like, there's 50 stars for the 50 states. The flags all represent the territories at the time. Like mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting. Original colonies. Yeah, like the breakdown of all of that stuff is very interesting. And like why it's red and white and all that other stuff. And Martha like, Washington made the first one. I forget who made the first flag. Yeah, I think it's Martha I Washington. I think it is Martha Washington. What a crazy idea also. Like you're the first lady and. She was busy though. She was busy. You're yeah, the she first, wasn't just first doing lady. nothing. Oh, the first first lady is tasked with making the flag for the fucking country. Oh yeah, good thing she's crafty. Gotta- Thank God they don't still do that. Could you imagine having to make every first lady make a new flag for the country? Oh my god, there'd be one but, in particular that yeah, would have been terrible. What other flag do you know of that's used in fashion more than the Union Jack? And that? Oh, I don't know. Like the real fashion. You, the second you fucking said that, who do you think popped in my head? I don't know. Ginger Spice. Oh, yeah, Ginger Spice. Wearing the Union Jack dress, doing, like, double peace signs uh-huh. right instantly. Yeah, but it's, like, Doc Martens uses it as their... Mm-hmm. I have a shirt, and it's the whole... It's the Union I Jack mean, flag on the back. It's fucking awesome The American awesome flag looking. is heavily used, too, in, like, But, you know, people are all like, that's so disrespectful. You're wearing the American flag like that. You're disrespecting our country. I mean, it is, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I... I don't know. I don't know where the line is. I mean, I understand. You're not like, supposed people, to, technically. Not, it's in, to. like, the Constitution and stuff. I'm pretty sure that, like, the flag is the flag. It's sacred. Yeah. Like, I mean, 
it is like very weird that like you can buy American flag underpants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you fart out of underpants. <laughs> yo, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, like, hold on. I want to let you know that I literally have American flag underpants right now. It's not American flag, but it's like the strap. It is like, hold on. Meg, you fart through those. I can't really see. That's- <laughs> I'm like not trying to show the you my panties, but. Disrespect. Yeah. It's literally. Uh, it is a weird line. Think about it. Like, you know. It stars and stripes on me. Yeah. Well, while we're on it, yeah. speaking of the UK spot, Robin sings Someone to Watch Over Me. I knew this was the UK spot, and Robin is adorable. I'll take it. Adorable. Love it. I'll take it. I love it. Anytime he sings some sort of little sweet-ass song with his little voice, and he's someone to watch over me. He is me. like my cat, where it's just like, I can't get annoyed by That's him. That's it. He's a fucking cat. You're right. He's so cute. He's He's so sweet. He's so cute and sweet. And I love him. You love him. And it's just like, I never am annoyed by him. He's just this little guy. I know, but it's not like... How could you get mad? Sometimes kids are annoying and things like that. I never get annoyed by Robin. Mm -hmm. I'm always like, oh, Robin, whatever you want. Turns out to be someone who watch over me. little frog who's lost in a wood I know I could always be good to one who watch over me I have the same but a dog sometimes the dog can annoy me but you know what baby Thor doesn't annoy me exactly. the, little, the little gray cat he's not bothering me oh. he ain't bothering nobody he ain't bothering nobody in the dressing room Piggy asks Marissa to help tighten her girdle for oh my the God, upcoming so wedding funny. sketch when she's like you need to go tighter three tighter. times smaller tighter the dress does not fit it is no. three times smaller than me <laughs> tighter and she does the like who the are classic, you Adina put your foot on her back you oh, know, yeah. while pulling the strings I love that the imagery is brilliant Everything in Adina Monsoon's closet, it's like when she bought she bought it when she thought she'd be thinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Uh next, Kermit, Annie Sue, Scooter, a salamander, Peggy. Robin, Beauregard, and Fozzie sing Do Re Mi. This which winds up going so bad when the performers fun. sing when they aren't supposed to. This was a lot of fun. This was like way more fun than I thought it was going to be. Like they started singing. I was like, okay. And then Absolutely. it just got like out of whack and Kermit was going like, no, it's supposed to be Doe. It's supposed to be Ray. It's supposed to be like. So I don't know if you if you clocked this, but this Salamander, Dr. Salamander, his voice is very similar to Rizzo the Rat. Oh, yeah. This was so like here a he, weird... This is how he looked in this sketch. Oh, yeah. And he's like a weirdo. And there's another yeah. weirdo in the background, too. Like, this one looks Beauregard like he came out there. of the garbage. He, he's I think, guard. is like some sort of a... Yeah. Oh, He's he our a... new janitor-style character. Custodian. It says janitor right oh. there. You want me to say custodian? <laughs> I don't know. I was... <laughs> he's a member of the custodial arts. But this is a new um, Beauregard... I guess it's kind of replacement for, what's his name? George. George. George the janitor. But George is in the opener. George is still in the opener, but I think parts of the opener have not been recorded. He retired because, you know what? He has Parkinson's. It was very obvious. Megan. <laughs> <laughs> retired in power. Yeah, retired in power. But I loved this do re me oh, so much. It was fun. When Fozzie says... When Kermit goes, Fozzie, and he goes, me, my name, I call myself. I, I love, love it. that. It was so well done. This episode is a banger. I'd watch this again. I would watch this again. Megan, this next thing 
Oh, yeah. Was absolutely the funniest song I've ever heard on The Muppet Show. And, like, coming down from, like, Loretta Lynn singing the one on the way with the oh, baby yeah. and everything. This is, like, the one elevated, on the way was better version of this. So, Marissa sings, you, you're you always welcome at our house. And oh, traps whatnot my throughout the house. God. Can I just say, you're always welcome at our house. I was like, this is the most bizarre fucking kooky shit when she talks about like, putting the person in the walls of the basement and everything is this a real song oh my god or did they write so this, this song fucking is- crazy song Megan. then a lady came to our house our house our house a lady came to find out why i was not in school so we asked her to come in and we gave her some poison lemonade and hid her in the freezer where it's nice and but you're always welcome in our house Any time of the day Yes, you're always welcome in our house And we hope you will stay Megan, Megan, Megan This song is from 1962 and was written by none other than Shel Silverstein Get the- of course, Shel Silverstein. This is the. This is. Did so we ever find out if Shel Silverstein Silver- actually killed somebody? Because honestly, I wouldn't be surprised right. if Shel Silverstein killed somebody. Please don't tell me shit like this. But I love Shel. Who doesn't love Shel Silverstein? Have I ever told you my Shel Silverstein story? No. Oh my god, sit down. Okay. Sit down. Relax. Yeah, but this. Is I crazy. loved Shel Silverstein poems, right? Yeah. And A I was poem. in. I was in the fifth grade. And I think was I was looking through. There was a light. There's always a light in the yeah. attic. Yeah, this is where we're the, in my I was, attic right now. There's a light right there. In the fifth grade, I was where the sidewalk ends. Oh yeah, the sidewalk so ended. I had a copy of. It might have been where the sidewalk ends, and I was like flipping through it, and I I don't know why I thought they were so funny. I think it was like the first time that I saw humorous poems. You and know what I mean? I mean, his books are very clever. Yes. Like he is a wordsmith. So I'm I'm flipping through it, and my teacher, my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Eckerd. She says, oh, Shel Silverstein. I'm like, yeah, I think he's one of my favorites. I really like him. I think he's a great, he writes great poetry. And she goes, it's so weird now. And Megan, how old are you in fifth grade? Ten? She goes, it's so weird now that he writes for Playboy. Why did my fifth grade teacher tell me that Shel Silverstein writes well, play, for Playboy? In the 90s, it was like that, though, I think. Just the 90s? Is that I- what we're saying? <laughs> Well, I don't know, but We're I remember... We're giving her a weird pass for the 90s. Okay. Think about the 90s, though. How many boobies there were everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it was like, scary movie, boobies. Like, and I'm uh-huh. talking about boobies not in, like, an artsy way. I'm talking about, like... Oh, I remember... I can only remember, really remember seeing artsy boobies, like, watching <laughs> videotape one of the Titanic, you know? <laughs> now, Girls Gone Wild. Oh, man! What a weird world. And the Girls commercials... Gone Wild videos, yeah. That you used to see, and they used to just, like, blur out. Mm-hmm. I mean, Playboy was huge in the 90s. Pamela Anderson was huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a thing. But, yeah, I, I, I just remember... I. That is weird. I was weird. however old, and I knew what she was talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think I knew what she was talking about, but I knew what Playboy was, yeah. and that that's what she You're was like, talking about. You're like, oh, there's articles in those books? Like, what a weird... He writes articles? Does he write silly poems for adults in the Playboy? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... I thought that was very odd that she. Yeah, but it's that funny me. because what? Who? Who's the author of Matilda? I forget. 
uh, Roald Dahl. Yeah, he was like a jerk, right? Yeah, a creep. Wasn't he Probably. a jerk and a creep? I don't know that I've ever heard that necessarily. I don't know that he was a creep, but I heard he was a big If you big read jerk-alicious. between the lines in some of his stuff, though, but he's he, got some weird, you know. He's a good writer. Yeah. Like, really great good writer. writer for children. And it's, it's like tried and true. It's stood the test of time. I mean, like. Look at how oh he he was a dickhead. We've learned this from the Jim from Jim's book. Yeah, we learned it from Jim's he, book. He gave Jim such a hard time about um the witches movie. Oh yeah, the witches. That's what it was. They both had, went back and forth a lot about Can the movie we The Witches. Honestly, just because Jim gave it a better ending. The witches is a masterpiece. The witches is a masterpiece. But if you don't make Ralphie a human again, like what are you doing? Yeah, and it's great that that good witch we and we the fact that we also see that that good witch didn't turn into a rat like all the other ones because we yeah. wanted her. By the way, that actor is plays Bubble. I know. I love her. I forget her name. This is like our fourth episode in a row with absolutely fabulous mentioned in some capacity, right? It's fresh on the mind. <laughs> yeah, I, that that movie is so great, and it's so great that they tried to remake it already. You know, like no one can beat Angelica Houston as the Grand High Witch. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell oh, me I'm wrong. You're absolutely right. And the f- the way that they made her into the rat when they like when she drinks the poison, the effects the of effects the transition, and yeah. the rat that the Jim Henson creature shop built mm-hmm. to make her look like Angelica Houston as a fucking rat. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit! And like, so they just remade that movie. They're making another attempt at Willy Wonka or an origin for Willy Wonka, whatever. Wait. So it's like this Roald Dahl shit still keeps coming. But what it kills me is that. They kept the story of the little girl trapped in the painting. I mean, I felt like that's scary enough for kids. I know. I know. Like the, There's some really freaky like she's shit. she's literally trapped in the painting. It's not like in Harry Potter when you die and you can, like, be in uh-huh. a painting. Yeah, like, that's, like, an afterlife or whatever. Yeah. But, like, she, the little girl was trapped in the painting because uh-huh. it was a hex, and she would, like, move from place to place in the painting. Like, I gotta watch that movie That again. shit still freaks me out. Like, I feel bad for that little girl. So, this song, back to Shel Silverstein, because I, whenever I think of Shel Silverstein, I also think of, um, what's his face also? Maurice Sendak. Like, I feel like Maurice Sendak, who did, like, um, Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like those three creators are all in this, like, very cool world of trying to create, I don't know, I, like, it's not a safe space in all of those stories. You know what I mean? It's like not. there's adventure and there's danger and there's risk and there's reward in a lot of those different But it's for like creators. a child's brain. For children. Yeah, exactly. Like it's fucking it's cool. It's not all just like And anybody can know? read a Shell Silverstein poem and know that that's good. Yeah. Anybody can read Where the Wild Things Are the book and know that that book is a great book. Yeah. Doesn't matter how old you are. I this but, and you can tell the good books, like when you're, like my parent, like my dad used to read to me a lot, didn't mind reading to me where the wild things were. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Didn't mind reading certain books because they were actually good stories. Yeah, with great illustration mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, this goes back to the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie that we used to watch together. <laughs> that movie rules. <laughs> that movie does rule. So Marissa sings, you're always welcome at our house and traps whatnots in her house. Honestly, when they first, when she first got to the fact that like she like was like basically keeping these people these things I was in the like, refrigerator in yeah. the in and the basement and i was like wait did i hear wall, right the... i started cracking up yeah i and then i couldn't believe my eyes and she sings it a little like unhinged a bit she deranged looks like straight a... up like shelly uh duvall uh-huh dressed as fucking olive oil or something yes, she really does yeah 
I loved this to death. I must have said Shelley Long. But Shelley Long is from Beverly Hills Troop. Troop Beverly Hills and the other Brady Bunch movies. Yeah. Gladys serves Lou a liver sandwich on a fly with a fly on the side. She then reacts to the Swedish chef's wedding cake, which has raw onions in it. The Swedish chef's wedding cake looked beautiful. It looked beautiful. And then, of course, he's got it. There's always got to be some sort of a weight joke with Peggy. But also, oh, he's fucked up. It was funny. But But he spoke a lot. Yeah. Oh, the little little froggy, the little piggy. Yeah. Yeah. And then the pig. Okay. The fact that the bride and groom sat on the cake and the cake like. It sunk when Piggy was put on it. Eye roll, but clever. The way the cake not just sunk, it fully deflated. I was like building five. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Or is it building seven? I don't even know what I'm saying. Regardless, I know exactly what you're referencing. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Don't cut that either. (laughs) I almost said 7-Eleven conspiracy You know that happened on 7-Eleven. <laughs> jet, f- jet fuel can't melt Slurpee machines, Megan. I heard that. You can't melt that Slurpee, period. Oh, my God. Right before the wedding sketch, Scooter tricks Kermit into signing a license. I loved this, too. He's like... How much do you think Piggy paid him to go in there and do that? Tell I don't someone care. that someone I wants love your that, autograph. I love that Kermit just signed his life away. Scooter working for the highest bidder is yeah. like, sure. Okay, I'll go in there and tell him that. He's smart to work for to Piggy. This. And I loved the the way that when he accidentally slips to Kermit what it is, he then grabs the paper and hides it behind his back. I loved that <laughs> as he like backed out of the sketch. Yeah. <sighs> the curtain opens on a church interior. Rolf plays the organ. And a group of pigs sits on one side, <laughs> while a group of frogs sits on the other side. Kermit enters a bit baffled, but goes to the altar anyway. Marissa and Animal watch in the wings as a real wedding ceremony on begins. On the wings of a dove. <laughs> and do you, Kermit, take this pig to be your lawfully wedded wife? I... To Piggy's chagrin, the scene ends in chaos. I loved the like the loading of like New Zealand being like, "Can I do the fish thing? Yeah. Can I do the fish no. thing? Can I do the fish thing?" To then only be told like. I need you, Lou, Lou Zealand and his boomerang fish out. Hey, well, Kermit was smart to do that. Oh, absolutely. Now this crazy motherfucker comes in and he starts throwing fish at everyone. Like, and Piggy, honestly, like, you don't have to trick him into marrying you. That's kind of low. We know that they will eventually get married. You're looking at me like you don't know that they eventually get married. I don't think... I did they get married in the Manhattan movie. Oh, yeah. They get married in the Manhattan movie. In yeah. the sequel. Muppet Babies. I, I, really, I still I, need to see the Crit Caper. The Great Muppet Caper? Yeah. With you Charles already watched Grodin. that. Yes. I, I already watched it. It's been out for 40 years, Charles Megan. Grodin is in that movie? Yes, he is. I think that's the only Charles Grodin movie I've ever seen. I You've watch... never seen Beethoven? I know. Not Don't. for me. No, not for me either. Not for me. 
At closing, an outraged Miss Piggy chases after Kermit. Kermit attempts to hide in Statler and Waldorf's box, offering them tickets for next week's show. The two hecklers, less than willing to oblige, throw Kermit out the balcony. I loved that, too. When he's like, listen, if you guys hide me, I'll give you tickets to next week's show. And they look at each other, and then they go, woo, and they throw him right out. <laughs> so funny. I love it. I love it. This episode was such a winner, This Megan. was a winner. This such was, like, nonstop. It, honestly, every beat, I didn't get bored watching this episode at all. A little bit with the Scarvy things, but then it, like, moved right along. Yeah, that's like uh It was fine. And then, I, I mean, it, this episode is worth the Shel Silverstein song. It was fucking amazing. Amazing. Like, uh, maybe we could find this on YouTube and post it on our Twitter. Because yeah. Because it was fucking awesome. What a funny song. It was what a, a funny song. And you're like, what? I can't tell you the last time that I've heard a quote-unquote funny song and literally, like, laughed through it. It was surprising. It, like this, I literally belly left. Actually, I was sitting right Right here, I'm uh-huh. on the floor laughing hysterically. Couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah. And I'm like, this is good. Like, the Muppets have really found it. This is truly a primo episode of The Muppet primo. Show. Primo. Primo episode. Yeah. So next week, we're going to watch episode 311, Raquel Welsh. I'm excited for that. Let me give you the premise. Fozzie goes to group therapy to become more assertive. Oh, he says I love he this. won't do his monologue because he doesn't need to use humor to buy friends anymore. When Kermit tells the audience that there won't be a monologue, Fozzie misinterprets their cheers as a sign that they love him and goes on anyway. Later, Raquel tells him that he's very sexy and she sings a song that boosts his confidence to the point that he decides to write the world's funniest joke. <laughs> I love a weird Fozzie episode. I love this. And, this I, and you know what? Like we need Fozzie. He really one. wasn't in the last... This one, that yeah, much. no, a not much bit, at all. A little with the Dovre me and stuff, but not even in the Liberace episode. Yeah. He's been kind of a little absent lately. Yeah, it's nice to see him again. I love when we get a chance to. Give I wish him we could get a, a real therapist on him here to like assess what was really going on with Fozzie. Yeah, he could use some <laughs> extra help. <laughs> and then the weekend after that, the weekend, the week after that, we're doing the James Coco episode. I don't know much about him I don't know who he, he is. Raquel Welsh, I feel like, is one of those names that I know from watching Seinfeld. I Does know, that make sense? I know who Raquel Welsh is, but anything with the name Coco, the dog that attacked me when I was little's name was Coco. Do you know I saw a billboard on the way here that was like, bite back. And it was for oh, a I've lawyer, that, yeah. I guess, who sues people who were attacked, attacked by, by dogs. dogs. Yeah. Too bad know. he wasn't there in the 90s when I was attacked by a dog. <laughs> you could have bite back. Um, so next week we're going to watch the Raquel Welsh episode. I suggest everyone watch it and join us. Um, we've hopefully hit a stride. The Marissa Berenson episode was so good. Wait, do you have any notes for Let's this episode? Let's keep this energy. Anything um, that was taken out or anything like that? Let me or see. Like I no think notes. I might have had a note. Do I have any notes? Let's see. See. D, 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 D. Uh, after You're Always Welcome at Our House... The Swedish chef shows Gladys the wedding cake that he's made, and the cake is topped with the figures of Kermit and Piggy as the bride and groom. The figures are actually commercially available PVC toys repainted in new clothes. Ms. Piggy was made by a German company. Oh, Scherlich. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but that's a company that used to make Smurfs. Oh, nice. The company that made Smurfs. And the Kermit figure is a pencil topper that was made by a company in the UK. That's interesting. So those were real toys. Very cool. This is the first episode to feature Lou Zealand, Louis Kaziger, and Beauregard, although Louis has appeared for a unique opening sequence two episodes earlier. 
Oh, he was in the the Loretta Lynn episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's also the first appearance of an outfit of Robin's that would be associated with his frog troop. I didn't mention that to you. I loved that. The Robin, Robin was dressed as a little as his little frog scout self so at cute. the wedding. He is a frog scout. It's not mentioned about his frog scout troop until season five. In an episode that I won't talk to you about. Blondie. That I, I may have already watched. Well, let's just say that I've seen that iconic video. Uh, I mean, uh, not video, but picture. Of, of Debbie, Debbie with, yeah. yeah. Okay, so join us next week as we watch the Raquel Welsh episode. Follow us on social media at ITTWTM and message us. Message us. And, you know, until next time. Thanks for the gumball, Kermie. Please.